Well, what do you know? Mayoral tournaments are still alive in Chicago. Hi, I'm Philip Blumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the tournaments movement for the week of February 4th, 2019. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. We had given up after the Chicago Board of Election Commissioners ruled that mayor term limits would not appear on the November 2018 ballot. Well, they did, but the results are sealed and the election ruled void. This week's special guest, former Illinois Governor Pat Quinn, tells us that this is not the end of the story and that the voters will not be so easily silenced. Not if he has anything to say about it. But first, U.S. Term Limits Executive Director Nick Tombalides with this week's roundup of term limits news. Hey, Nick. Hey, Phil. So, um, every week I'm looking forward to hearing what the latest news is on the tournaments convention bills in the states. Where are we at? What's the big news? Well, we are seeing unprecedented energy for term limits all over the country. This issue is without question on the march. Um, There's a historically high number of states pushing for term limits on Congress. Seven states have already filed the term limits convention bill uh, for this session. They are Arizona, Connecticut, Georgia, Maryland, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and West Virginia. There are another seven states that are expected to be filing this legislation soon. So the states are on fire for term limits. I don't think the politicians are doing it on their own. I think they are hearing from our volunteers, our activists, people all over the country who want this to happen, who are calling and emailing their state legislators. That is really making a difference. Yeah. That's more states than what we expected to file a term limits convention bill this year, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah. There's almost been kind of like a bandwagon effect where some states see that others in their region are doing it and they want to be part of something. All right. Well, that's exciting. So who's leading the pack? Which state? Without question, that is Arizona. Um, if you re- if you recall, Arizona uh, actually passed the term limits convention in their state house last year. We came very, very close to getting it in the state Senate. Uh, this year, I, I think we're going to be successful because we have rolled out with uh, 27 House sponsors and 16 Senate sponsors in Arizona. To put that in context, there are only 60 members of the Arizona House. Um, and we're starting with 27 supporters. So we just we just need an additional four votes to get it passed in the Arizona House. The speaker typically doesn't sponsor anything, so he, he doesn't count. That doesn't mean that 33 people are against us. It means that we are very, very close to getting over the threshold we need to pass the Arizona House. Uh, Kelly Townsend, wow. a state representative out there, mm-hmm. is our lead sponsor. She has just done a terrific job signing people up to the cause. Uh, it's bipartisan. You know, of the 27 House sponsors, there are Republicans and Democrats leading the charge, so it's very exciting. That is. Okay. Well, that's what I want to hear. Now, the threshold for um, uh, state action on this is pretty high, though. i got to tell you, remember back in, was it, 1992, 14 states had initiatives on the ballot uh, calling for federal term limits, and it passed in all 14. Nothing's ever been a success uh, in an initiative or referendum effort that compares to term limits in the early 1990s. So you and I have a, a pretty high bar yeah. to try to exceed. Yeah, and there's a reason why people sometimes call term limits the most successful grassroots effort of all time in America. I mean, there's such an, a rich tradition of citizens putting their feet to the pavement and getting this on the ballot in hundreds of different um, 
municipalities, uh, states, at basically at every level of government, people are doing the hard work to make this happen. Uh, in Arizona, by the way, I neglected to mention this, there are 16 Senate sponsors on the resolution, and there are only 30 members of the Arizona Senate. So just in, just in terms of sponsors, we already have a majority in the Arizona Senate. That includes the Senate president, Karen Fan. A lot of this has to do with the efforts of our team on the ground. Uh, the Arizona director, Suzette Myers, has done an incredible job. Uh, she actually met with the Speaker of the House last week, a guy named Rusty Bowers, and Bowers said he's encouraged by this because it is bringing people together and it's giving Arizonans in both parties something to unite behind. Senator Ted Cruz is our guest. Uh, you have proposed a constitutional amendment with regard to term limits. Tell us about that and why. Term limits is a policy that Texans and Americans overwhelmingly support by big bipartisan majorities. I've introduced a constitutional amendment that would limit House members to a maximum of three terms, which would be six years, that would limit senators to a maximum of two terms, that would be 12 years. And the biggest reason is, is, is I don't think there could be anything more important we could do structurally to drain the swamp than getting rid of the career politicians in both parties, Republicans and Democrats, and getting back really to the vision of the framers of, of citizen legislators who go and serve some time in Congress and then return to their states and return to working for a living. You know, I got to say, before I was elected to the Senate, I supported term limits. Having been here and seen it firsthand, I now support them a thousand times more. And the reason is that if you look in Congress, the dominant instinct in Congress is risk aversion. Is it both in the Senate and the House, people want to get reelected, and it, and it just swamps everything else. And as a result, you know, when you sit down at, at, to discuss any issue, people are afraid, they're timid, they're scared of their own shadows because to address any important issue, to address any difficult issue, to stand and fight entails risk. It means you may be attacked. It means you may be criticized. It means donors may flee from your campaign. And as a result, elected officials are focused overwhelmingly with getting reelected. I think with term limits, we would instead have people willing to stand up for the principles they believe in because they wouldn't be just tunnel vision focused on, I've got to get reelected and stay in Washington. The new rankings just came out from the American Legislative Exchange Council in which they look at all the states based on uh, 15 policy variables. And, you know, term limits is not one of them. And Arizona was number five. And Arizona is, of course, a state that has term limits on their state legislature. And, of course, now they're going to play a pivotal role in helping us get term limits on the U.S. Congress. And those rankings, by the way, any rankings of states that you're able to find always show that on average, states with term limits on their legislature have a better than average rating um, than That's states right. without it. And that was true in their latest rankings. It's the usual. Most all the tournament states are, are bunched up um, in, the, in the top half of performance. And this one's no different. I know we reported on the uh, similar rankings from the Mercatus Center that came out last October, November. Uh, which they're looking at the fiscal health of the states specifically, and similar result. Most of them were bunched up at the top, including four of the five states with the best fiscal health were all states that had term-limited legislatures. That's, of course, gratifying as part of what tells me that we're on the right track.
Yeah, and everyone will probably define success a little bit differently um, in terms of how their state is doing because no two people agree on every policy. But there are some just fundamental areas where states with term limits are doing well. Uh, They do a better job paying their bills, both short-term and long-term. They have bigger rainy day funds. So in the event of uh, an economic downturn, the event of a recession, uh, you know, they'll be able to meet their obligations and keep providing a high level of services to the citizens. A lot of these states make promises to uh, state employees who retire, pension obligations. Uh, States like Illinois, uh, unfortunately, are hundreds of millions of dollars in debt. They just simply don't have uh, the revenue or the reserves to uh, meet their pension obligations for long-term employees. But the states with term limits do a better job with that. And so that's an area where I think Democrats and Republicans agree a state should be able to pay its bills. And when you have term limits, the legislators behave a lot more responsibly. Yep, that's what we've been finding. Now, unfortunately, Illinois ended up dead last as having the worst fiscal health of any state in the nation. And of course, uh, they do not have term limits. In fact, they have the speaker of their house who's the longest serving speaker um, in American history, Mike Madigan. And uh, we have on this podcast today an interview with the former governor, Pat Quinn. Former Illinois Governor Pat Quinn was born in Chicago and has served the state in several offices, including the state's treasurer. Throughout his private and public careers, he has always advocated government reform, including term limits, and made great use of the Citizens Initiative. His latest effort is called Take Charge Chicago, a project which last year successfully placed a measure on the ballot to limit the terms of mayor to eight years in office. Hello, Governor Quinn. Yeah, right here, Phil. How you doing? I'm doing all right. Thanks for uh, spending some time with me today. You know, over the years, you've worked on campaigns in support of government reform of many kinds, whether it be initiative and referendum, uh, the right of recall, term limits, etc. And I'd like to point out, when talking about you, that this wasn't just populist rhetoric. You're in the streets leading and running campaigns. Uh, where does the passion for this particular type of reform work come from? I started out as an organizer, a grassroots organizer, and I believe in direct democracy where voters get a chance to vote on issues and make the law and essentially be the fourth branch of government. And so uh, we've done a lot of petition drives over the years to uh, basically, as you say, uh, we passed a recall amendment in Illinois to cover the office of governor. Before that, we put a binding referendum on the state ballot that reduced the size of the Illinois House by one-third. It used to have 177 members, and it now has 118 people voted for it. It was called the Cutback Amendment. We also uh, did uh, petition drives for uh, term limits on <clears throat> excuse me, uh, state legislators. Uh, that went to the Illinois Supreme Court, and... Uh, after gathering nearly half a million signatures, uh, by a four to three margin, the Illinois Supreme Court wouldn't allow it to be on the ballot. Uh, right. So we were very disappointed in that, but uh, we've been very successful at uh, promoting the uh, issue of term limits at the local level for mm-hmm. mayors and local officials. And uh, that's why we got involved in the battle for term limits on the Chicago mayor. Right. Let's talk about that. That's the most recent history. Uh, we followed that on this podcast, and we saw that you were trying to establish eight-year term limits on the mayor. What went wrong? Uh, the uh, matter is still being litigated to this very day. Uh, 
we gathered uh, the appropriate number of signatures, far more than we needed. The minimum here was like 52,519, but we gathered 87,000 signatures to uh, qualify for the ballot. The opponents, including the mayor of Chicago, were trying to keep it off the ballot, and they had something called the Rule of Three in Illinois. There's a statute that says that uh, you can only have three referendums on the ballot. It's a state statute, but it conflicts with the Illinois Constitution, which allows voters at the local level to put uh, uh, proposals on the ballot dealing with their uh, mayor and their local officials in their terms of office. So... We gathered the appropriate number of signatures. The other side tried to keep it off the ballot, uh, and uh, the court uh, permitted it to be voted on on November 6th of last year. We know it passed by a a wide margin, but uh, uh, it's still being litigated whether the Board of Elections in Chicago can uh, count the votes and certify the results. So we're now headed to the appellate court. Uh, we've done this before. That's how we won the cutback amendment years ago in 1980. That's right. where we're at today. We have sharp elbows, and uh, we understand <laughs> how important it is in Chicago to have term limits on the mayor and, for that matter, term limits on uh, the alderman as well. Great. Well, this is still alive. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And I'm really also anxious to hear what the vote was. I know they're not uh, releasing that information just yet, but they might have to, and hopefully they will. Um, this yeah, is they're suppressing oh. the vote. That's what the Board of Elections of uh, Chicago is doing. Uh, we filed Freedom of Information Act uh, requests several times. They won't release the results until uh, this litigation over uh, our uh, referendum is completed by the appellate court or the Supreme Court. But the bottom line is, in Illinois, uh, 25 different cities have already enacted term limits on their mayor and their officials uh, almost always by a grassroots petition. But the sad thing is the incumbent office holders oftentimes scheme to try and keep something off the ballot and sure. uh, do whatever is necessary in some cases to, to do that. And what we are doing in our case right now is uh, we want to set a precedent, a legal precedent, that uh, the Constitution of Illinois means what it says and people have a fundamental right to put a, a binding referendum on the ballot to have term limits on their local officials. Right. Well, I hope you're going to win this, and it sounds like you have uh, legs to stand on here. Um, an intervention mm-hmm. from the authorities at some level did stymie you back in 1994 with your eight is enough effort uh, to put term limits on the state legislature. I understand back then, as you said, you collected about half half million signatures, um, again, for an eight-year term limit. What was the mechanics behind that? I mean, it was a different question. It wasn't the rule of three that was issued then. Uh, it was the Supreme Court of Illinois said that it was not proper. What was their complaint about your referendum? Well, Illinois does not have full-fledged initiative like uh, the state of Missouri or Ohio or Michigan. Uh, in the Midwest here, we have a very limited initiative at the statewide level. Uh, mm-hmm. Enacted in 1970, and it said you can have a initiative if it deals with the structure and procedure of the Illinois legislature itself. Mm-hmm. It's kind of limited and uh, 
kind of murky, to be honest. Uh, and uh, we had used this provision to reduce the size of the legislature uh, with the cutback amendment. Uh, that was uh, deemed by the court to be within the bounds of structure and procedure. So in 1994, we went out and gathered uh, all those signatures statewide to put a uh, eight-year term limit on state legislators. And uh, after gathering the signatures, they uh, the other side organized a big effort to keep it off the ballot, mm -hmm. and it went to the Supreme Court, and the court in a very close case, uh, four to three, you know, there's seven judges, with only three voted our way, unfortunately, and that this wasn't uh, term limits, isn't structure and procedure. Mm -hmm. I think it was uh, a wrong decision, but unfortunately, we didn't prevail, and uh, the voters didn't get a chance to vote on term limits for legislators, and it's very sad because we've had a Speaker of the House in Illinois who's been in office, the same legislative office, since I think about 1970. Right. Uh, they get set in their ways, and too many things happen that uh, don't open up government to the kind of uh, innovation and uh, new ideas and reform that the public wants. And uh, that really is where I'm coming from uh, when it comes to government. I think we need to strengthen voters, give voters more power. Too often the incumbent office holders think it's all about them and uh, try and use their power to maintain their power. And uh, this is a, a, an American story that never ends. Uh, it's important to always look for ways to strengthen the power of everyday people, band together for causes they believe in, and uh, put them on the ballot and, and hopefully vote them into the Constitution or the law. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. Chicago voters are Chicago, fed up with corrupt career Chicago. politicians. Chicago is getting a new mayor. The election is February 26th. That's right. In a stunning September 2018 announcement, Rahm Emanuel said he would not seek a third term as mayor of arguably the nation's most corrupt and fiscally unsound city in one of the most corrupt states. Technically, he didn't have to step down, as Chicago is the only top 10 city in the union without term limits. Emmanuel's predecessor, Richard M. Daly, served 22 years as mayor, and his father, Richard J. Daly, held the position for more than 20 years. This has been the job of a lifetime, Emmanuel stated, but it's not a job for a lifetime, citing personal reasons for the decision. Hmm, think he's a term limits proponent? AARP just released the results of a new poll indicating that 69% of the voters surveyed placed more importance on a candidate with expertise over a seasoned politician with ties to existing leaders in the city of Chicago. What that says to us is that 69% of the voters wanted elected officials with real-world experience and not career politicians whose only experience is being a politician. The very real problems Chicagoans indicated they face are economic pressures, political corruption, and crime. Cleaning up Chicago politics will help resolve the latter two issues and will go a long way to fixing the first. The devolution of quality of life in Chicago is not being resolved by career politicians with tons of institutional knowledge. Nearly half of the 50 aldermen have more than eight years on the city council. The longest serving member, 
Ed Burke, who holds the record at nearly 50 years, is currently under FBI investigation for extortion. You can read more about his escapades at termlimits.com, and we've also reported this story in earlier episodes of this podcast. Rest assured, we'll be keeping a close eye on this election. Yeah, I think it'll have a big effect in Illinois, as you say, and um, but also I think nationally. I mean, Chicago is not just the biggest city in Illinois. It's one of the biggest cities in the country. And nine of the ten largest cities in the United States have term limits on their mayors, and Chicago is the exception there. So I think that's a big deal, not just for Illinois, uh, but nationally. Oh, I totally agree. Uh, we're the only big city out of the top 10, as you just said, uh, Phil, that doesn't have term limits on the mayor. And it's a very interesting now. Uh, we have 14 people running for mayor of Chicago. The election uh, first round is uh, February 26th. Uh, but uh, almost all of those 14 are now for term limits on the mayor, believe it or not. <laughs> I including do. Bill Daly brother of Rich Daly, son of Richard J. Daly. Uh, he is running for mayor himself, and he's for term limits. Uh, everybody just couldn't believe it, but uh, I think the very fact we did a petition drive and that we believe in this uh, power of grassroots democracy, we need more of that in the American uh, cities and states, uh, more uh, opportunity for people to vote on issues that affect their government in particular. Uh, and I think part of reform is to make sure we have a reasonable term limits that say to all the office holders, you're there to do a job, you're not there forever, and uh, make sure you roll up your sleeves and take on the hard issues one by one in the time you're given by the voters. Mm -hmm. I find it fascinating, you mentioned diversity, that you were a f uh, former Democratic governor of the state, and then you were followed by Governor Rauner, who's a Republican, who basically tried to copy what you did with the uh, a referendum on eight-year term limits on the legislature. The fact that both of you pushed this issue, what does that tell you about term limits as a political issue? Well, I really don't think it's uh, ideological, Democrat, Republican, or conservative, liberal. I think it really goes back to the founding of our country. Uh, you know, back and the founding fathers didn't call it term limits. Uh, the term back then was rotation of office. Uh, I think the people who started our country, our democracy, were very suspicious of concentrated power in one person. We had just told King George to take a hike. Uh, he had been on the throne there in England uh, for 59 years. And uh, we didn't want a House of Lords here. We didn't want a monarch. Uh, and I think George Washington uh, set a very good example for all office holders. He had two four-year elected terms, and then he went home. Uh, he decided to uh, step aside and, and make sure he could have been monarch for life. I think everybody uh, knows that. But he knew that if he ran again for president, it would become too much like a monarchy. And uh, Washington was wise and he stepped aside. And uh, too many of our modern politicians, I don't think, have followed that example. They uh, need to, I think, uh, get an infusion of uh, 
history and uh, understand that uh, American democracy works best when you, if you get elected and you're lucky enough and privileged enough to be in office, that you do the best you can, but it's not there forever. You've got to uh, serve your time and do the best you can and then uh, step aside. You can run for another office if you want, but uh, the idea of being in the same office for years and decades at a time is not healthy. Okay. Well, one last question. It looks like we're going to get tournaments for the mayor of Chicago, and that's wonderful. Are we someday going to see tournaments on the Illinois legislature? Well, that is a big mountain to climb, probably Mount Everest in this state. Uh, I do think we will prevail. Uh, You know, I had to work, uh, I guess it was like 31 years, maybe longer, yeah, at least 31 years, to get recall established in Illinois. I proposed it, I think, in 1979. We finally got it on the ballot in 2010 and passed it. So I do believe in uh, never giving up. Sometimes you don't win them all at at once, but uh, it's important to always understand that the power of our country is really everyday people banding together for the causes they believe in, including term limits. And using petition and referendum is the best way for everyday people to get their voice heard. I said earlier, uh, the initiative and referendum process is the fourth branch of government. You know, we've got the executive, we've got the legislature, we've got the judges and all that. But a stronger initiative power across America will make our country better, our states better, and our cities and communities better. So true. Thank you very much for your time and also for your efforts. And uh, thanks again, uh, Governor Quinn. All right. Thank you, Phil. Which state will pass the Term Limits Convention Bill first in 2019? It looks like Arizona is in the lead right now. But victory is not inevitable in Arizona or any other state. One bad committee vote and we're sunk for another year. If you signed our online petition and you live in a target state, please keep your eyes peeled for our action alerts. When you get one, please take the requested action immediately. Also, if you're listening to this podcast via a website or maybe some other source, please subscribe to know uncertain terms. You can do this on your iPhone using the podcast app that comes with the phone. Or if you're using an Android device, you can use Stitcher or Google Play. Or go straight to iTunes, subscribe there, and rate and review us. We'll be back next week with more news from the front lines of the Turn Limit Revolution. Mark your calendars. February 27th is National Term Limits Day, and it's less than a month away. Hi, this is Stacy, and I have some exciting news for you. We relaunched our U.S. Term Limits online store with updated merchandise so you can get your Term Limits swag on before National Term Limits Day on February 27th. And as a special offer, for a limited time only, you'll get 10% off everything in the store if you purchase before February 15th. We have t-shirts, bumper stickers, coffee mugs, baseball caps, banners, and more. So check out our store at termlimits.com slash shop. You get 10% off everything if you place your order before February 15th. Corruption. Corruption.